Good morning, Lydia House, again. <laughs> I think you all heard me already. We praise you and thank you. Father, for you are good and greatly to be praised. In Jesus, your name is power. Jesus, your name is might. And you will break every stronghold. We thank you, Father, that your name is life. Jesus, your name is healing, and your name gives sight. Your name will free every captive. Your name is life. Your name is holy. Your name brings light. Jesus, your name above every other. Your name is life. Thank you, thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, wifey. I give you my welcome as well. Can you just turn your button on, too? I'm sorry, we're not doing the button thing very well. Okay. Glad you're here today. Whether you're here with us or online, we welcome you to Lydia House Church. And uh, there's an offering box in the back if that's something that you need. We uh, have lunch again next week, so we'll have potluck after the service. That's always a fun time. I like to eat, so that's a good time for me. And uh, we want to pray for those who are not here. Nate, two weeks in a row, his home and uh, the Johnstons, some are doing better than others. You would have a better idea. Kaylee got sick, and she'd been sick for a while now, for several days. Andrew is doing better. Nate's doing a little better, I'd say. So they're on the way, but uh, we look forward to having them back. And Steve Harris, the two Steves are not with us, so we're missing Steve Harris as well, and uh, Laura. So we want to include them in our prayers. Any others that I haven't mentioned that are part of our family? Father, we pray for the John Stones and the John Sons and uh, uh, the Harrises. We bring them before you. Father, you know their situation, and so we ask you to improve it. We pray that you would reach down your mighty arm and touch them. And not only them, but any others that we haven't thought of. We, of course, uh, remember Joel and Ann Volker, this uh, terrible uh, peril that they have been going through. We thank you that it's improving slightly. We pray that it would continue to improve that you would show your goodness to them. We thank you that their uh, children have really stepped up and are helping in this difficult situation for them. We pray for the selling of their house, that this will go in good order, and you will bring them back to strong health. We pray that you'd bring them back stronger than they were before they went through this. That's the way you operate, God. You're so kind. You're so good, so show your mercy to them in that specific way. We pray in Jesus' name. In Jesus Amen. Name. Okay. Why don't you just uh, greet those who are close to you. Look, turn around and uh, greet them, and we'll enter into a time of worship.
Yeah. <clears throat> I picked a, a patriotic song. We normally sing this around the 4th of July, but I picked it because our fam our our uh, our country needs prayer. And so we're going to sing this and then I'm going to invite any of you that want to. We've got the mic right up in the front. I'd like to have a couple prayers from a couple of you for our nation, for our leaders, for our country. So Oh beautiful Oh beautiful for spacious skies for amber waves of grain for purple mountain majesty above the fruited plain America, America God shed his grace on thee and crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea Oh, beautiful for heroes proved in liberating strife, who more than self their country loved, and mercy more than life. America, America, may God thy gold refine, till all success be nobleness and every gain divine. So I'll begin the prayer and then any others who want to join in on a prayer for our country. Father, you tell us to pray for kings and all who are in authority in order that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and sincerity. And so that's what we do now. We join for our nation. It's in a critical place. We need uh, your guidance. We need strong leadership. We pray for our leaders. We pray that they would bow the knee before heaven and recognize that you are the Lord over all the earth. We pray in Jesus' name. A couple others. I know you might not think that this verse belongs here, but bear with me a sec. Um, Peter put them all out of the room and knelt down and prayed. Then turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, get up. And she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she raised herself and sat up. Lord, we speak to our country the way that Jesus spoke to Tabitha. Lord, part of our country is dying. 
And so we speak to our country and we say, get up in the mighty name of Jesus uh -huh. Christ uh -huh. and be healed in Jesus name. Uh -huh. Be healed in Jesus name. Those that are trying to do evil against our country, we say you shall not prosper in the name of Jesus. Those who are going through this illness in our country, we speak to your bodies and we say, be healed in the name of Jesus. Rise up, O America, and be that beacon, that light, that city on a hill in the name of Jesus and for the glory of God. Amen. Turn. Scripture, how um, there's spiritual entities over geographical areas. Daniel talks about an angel visiting him and talking about, now I have to go help Michael fight, fight against the Prince of Persia and the Prince of Greece is mentioned. And Father, we know that um, even Paul talked about spiritual powers and, and entities. And Father, we don't know what's going on in the heavenly realm in the background, but we do know that there's a spiritual war going on in our country between, the, between your forces and the forces of evil. Father, we want to pray for um, those angels that are fighting for us. We want to we want to lift up our country. Father, we started off good by following you, but now we've gone astray. And Father, we want to humble ourselves and repent of our sins and of our going astray. And we want to pray for our country that we would get back to following you and worshiping you. In Jesus' name, we pray. As we prepare our hearts to receive of the Body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, I invite you to, to just look inside. We don't do this to beat ourselves up. We look and see if there's anything in us that's displeasing to the Lord. We want to be quick to confess our sins. And so we take a moment now of silent prayer, asking the Lord to shine his light. The, the Holy Spirit within can bring conviction and comfort. We thank you that you live within us, Holy Spirit. And you are a Holy Spirit. And words spoken out of place are thoughts spoken outside of the realm of righteousness. We confess to you. We thank you, God, that you are forgiving God through grace that's found in the cross of Jesus Christ. And we thank you for that. And we pray as Jesus taught us to pray. We say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory and never. Amen. And so we remember how our Lord Jesus Christ, in the night that he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 
The same way also he took the cup, and after he had supped, after he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is a new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Amen. I'll invite you just to come to the center and then come down toward the front and we will serve it to you. Want to hold this? So you can just stand and, and make your way down through the center here. Wine is in the center, red, and the grape juice is on the outside. And after everybody is uh, taken, then we'll, we'll uh, eat and drink it together. Sometimes it's hard to get, sorry. The body of Christ given for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. Blood of Christ. Grape juice is on the outside. Take and eat. Take and drink. center and just collect them, collect them, go down there. Now the body of our precious blood, not the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you and keep you steadfast unto life everlasting. Peace be with you. Amen. This song was written by John Wimber. You remember that name? Wonderful song. Oh, let the Son of God enfold you with His Spirit and His love. Let Him fill your heart and satisfy your souls. Oh, let him have the things that hold you, and his spirit like a dove will descend upon your life. 
and make you whole. Jesus, oh Jesus, come and fill your land. Jesus, oh Jesus, come and fill your land. Oh, come and sing the song of gladness as your hearts are filled with joy. Lift your hands in sweet surrender to his name. Oh, give him all the tears of sadness. Give him all your years of pain. And you'll enter into life in Jesus' name. Jesus, oh Jesus, come and fill your In the morning when I rise In the morning when I rise In the morning when I rise Give me Jesus Give me Jesus Give me Jesus You can have all this world But give me Jesus And when I am alone Oh, and when I am alone And when I am alone Give me Jesus, give me Jesus, you can have all this world, give me Jesus. And when I come to die, when I come to die, and when I come to die, give me Jesus, give me Jesus, give me Jesus, you can have all this world. 
can have all this world. You can have all this world. Give me Jesus. Jesus, your name. Yes, Lord. Is power. It's power. Power, Lord. Jesus, Jesus your name, name is, is mine. Jesus, your name will break every stronghold. And Jesus, your name is life. And Jesus, your name is healing. Healing Lord Jesus, your name gives And Jesus, your name will free every captive. Jesus, your name is love. And Jesus, your name is holy. Is holy Lord Jesus, your name. Jesus, your name above every other. Jesus, your name is love. Jesus, your name is love. Jesus, your name is love. Just keep the song going. We praise you, Lord. We bless you this day. We honor you. Give ourselves to you, God. Pour our lives out before you. You're the center. You're the center of everything. Everything belongs to you, God. Everything belongs to you. Thank you, thank you. Oh, Jesus, your name above every other. Jesus, your name Okay, Rafika is going to pass something out to you that we're going to use to do round two on prophecy. So everybody gets one. I've got mine. <laughs> Everyone. Okay, I'll take another one. I forgot if I'm going to sleep in 
So I'm going to start talking while uh, you're getting your sheets. So what is prophecy? Is prophecy just speaking uh, an encouraging word? Because it says prophecy uh, brings up building, encouragement, edification, comfort. It's more than that. It's, it's a timely word. God is speaking into a situation and is using somebody human to do it. So I was going to go get some tires down in Lakeville. I was going to drive down there, and I prayed, should I go? And I heard a nudge, felt it, no. So what did I do? I went. Because I thought, well, that's just me. That wasn't the Lord. That was just me. So I went, got the tires, came back, tried to put them on, wrong size. Had to find the person, had to call the guy and say, hey, I need to bring him back. It took a half a day to go through this. Now, had someone been near me at the time and had they been praying, maybe the Lord would have said to them, tell Paul no. Because he tried to tell me and I wasn't listening. I could have used a prophetic word at that time from somebody, say, I, the Lord just spoke to me and said, don't go. Same thing happened a few years before. I should have known it because I was in California, and I was uh, thinking about taking my car into L.A., and uh, it was giving me trouble, and so I, I uh, prayed, should I take the car? And the word was No. But I was learning to hear the voice of the Lord. It wasn't there yet. I took the car and I didn't drive it home because the Lord was wanting to help me. And that's a wonderful thing that a prophetic word can do. You can give a word to a friend. You can be praying for a friend and the Lord can speak to you a specific word, a word of encouragement. That would have been a word of encouragement to me, saying, Paul, the Lord told me to say something to you. I don't know what it means, but he said, don't go. And that would have helped me because I would have saved a half a day. But uh, it, was a, it, it was worth the, the money I, I could have lost. I got the money back. But uh, so learning to prophesy is really learning to listen to God's voice. And different people hear in different ways. Some hear something in their heart, some see something. How many of you see things sometimes when you pray for people? Okay. How, do any of you hear things? Do any of you hear words? Or Sometimes we hear, sometimes we, we see. But the Lord can actually give us words. I love uh, this passage in John 16, John 16, here's what it says. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Verse 13 of chapter 16, John 16. But the spirit of the truth, when he comes, he will guide you into all the truth. That's a pretty wonderful thing. All the truth. 
For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. That's com communication. The Holy Spirit is a speaker, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. Now, that can be the things that are to come in five minutes or the rest of the day or later on in life. He will declare to you things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Two times he uses the word declare, and then he finishes up. All that the Father has is mine. He can repeat himself. Therefore, I said to you that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. He uses the word speak twice, the word declare three times in that little passage, talking about the Holy Spirit's presence in our life and his ability to declare and to speak to us. That's good news. So I like to ask God questions. Do you have any word for this person? Do you have anything you want to say? Do you have any, anything you want to convey to them through me? God can use you if you are listening. So I'm at a men's retreat, and I ask the men, are you familiar with prophecy? Have you done any prophecy? Well, they were kind of new to it. So I said, let me just uh, show you something about the gift. I had prayed in my room, and the Lord highlighted a person in the room, and I would prayed, and I saw uh, an hourglass running out of sand, and a, uh, meaning a real change in their life. And so I, I asked this person, I knew him, didn't know him well, and name was Dave, and I said, uh, Dave, could I give you a word? He said, sure. So I, I said, I see the hourglass, and it's tipped upside down, and it's almost out of time. And the people gasped, the, the men's retreat. They went, oh, because he had had some issues, some heart issues, and they thought I was saying he's about ready to die. And I said, no, <laughs> he's not dying. There's a change, a radical change, and it will happen very soon. I didn't think I said it in two weeks. And um, he was in real estate. And within two weeks, he had changed. He was back doing ministry. That was very encouraging to him that God saw that coming. He saw a major change, and he was turning a corner. He reminded me of it many times. That encouraged him. That built him up, gave him courage to do what he felt he needed to do. So it's a, it's a wonderful thing. It's a kind thing of us to pray for others, of course, and as we pray for them and think of them, God may speak something to us that we can pass along to them. A prophecy is not simply, hey, I like what you're wearing. <laughs> it's not just a word of encouragement, but it's a timely word in season that God is giving us to uh, help someone else. It, it, what does it bring? New covenant prophecy. Let's look at it together. Verse 1. I mean, the first point, is given for upbuilding and encouragement and consolation. Now, what does speaking in tongues do? That does that to us. If we speak in tongues, we, we build up ourselves. So Paul says, in the assembly, prophecy is better than tongues because then other people can understand. And so we want to get good at that. 
I want to get good at that. I want to get good at hearing God and then speaking a word that can help somebody else, uh, a timely word. Number two, Paul wrote, you can all prophesy. Oh my, that's radically different from Old Covenant. Under the Old Covenant, you had a, a, a few prophets who spoke, and some of it was encouraging, some of it was really harsh, denunciation, judgment, prophecy isn't that way. As a kid, and I heard about it, I thought, well, that's, that's what you use to call people out, to, to, to show how, you know, they're doing something wrong. It's to call them out, embarrass them, and to shame them. I was really wrong. <laughs> it's to build them up. It's to encourage them. The indwelling Holy Spirit, the giver of gifts, makes that possible. The Spirit in you knows what this person needs whom you're talking to. So that Spirit can speak to you and inspire you and maybe enable you to see something. Now, what does that mean? See something. I don't mean see. You know I don't mean with these eyes, right? Paul says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, right, Grandma, that, that God will give you the ability to see something in this person, not to call them out. It's for encouragement, edification, comfort, something like that. So it's very different from old covenant prophecy. Some of it was encouraging. Some of it, God was speaking his broken heart through the prophets, but some of it was strong judgment. New Testament prophecy is encouragement. Number three, the apostle encourages us to do just that. Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. Anybody here pray that the Lord will give you the gift of prophecy, that that'll, that'll be encouraging you? I hope he has. I hope you've done that. I, I continue to pray, God, sharpen my eyes, sharpen my hearing, sharpen my ability to speak on your behalf in the situations. If I'm going to see somebody, I'll often pray ahead of time and ask for words. Often at Christmas, I, I pray ahead of time, God, give me words for my kids, and then I'll prophesy over my children. And they've, that's been encouraging for me and encouraging for them. So my encouragement to you is that you'll let the Lord know, I really want to grow in this gift. I want to see things. We want to see it used more and more right here. It's for Sunday morning. Paul said, when you come together, each one, a hymn, a lesson, a, a revelation. So that's the number four. Are you mentoring someone? Prophesy over him or her. In a small group, it's a great place for prophecy. In church, by all means. Kids included. Kids can see. You've heard from Gideon. You know how he can hear from the Lord. Kids can receive the prophetic gifts, right? We can expect that to happen with children.
Number five, to learn how to prophesy, first learn how to hear the voice of God. Jesus said of the Spirit, he will glorify me. He will take what is mine and declare it to you. I grew up in a wonderful Christian home. So did I. Yes, you did. <laughs> but it was a different home than mine. But you had, a, you had a missionary pastor, and I had a, I had a pastor for a dad. And no, that was okay. Uh, we prayed, but we weren't familiar with prophecy. That wasn't on the agenda for our family. My dad entered into it late in life. The church that he was a part of didn't hardly recognize the gift. But now we're coming alive to the reality that this is a gift for the church and that we can uh, use it. And so we learn how to hear the voice of God. We learn how to quiet ourselves and listen. So I do that at different parts during the day. I'll do it in my prayer time in the morning. After I pray, I, then I listen. I say, okay, now, now I'm not going to talk. Now if you want to talk, if you want to say something to me, I got my computer there, I'm ready to write. If I hear something that I think is important for me or important for someone else, I'll take it down. Because I will sometimes hear things and I'll forget it, right? Yes. If I don't write it down, yes. hey, I got a word for you the other day. And I'll share it with somebody. So the more seriously you take this, that this is a gift that God has given to me and I'm a steward of it, and I want to be a good steward, then he's going to give you more. He's going to bless you with more. He's going to give you more insight, more revelation, more understanding. You counsel someone. You mentor someone. Great place for this gift to find expression. And so you pray for that person and see if God gives you something and then write it down because you're going to forget it. Write it down. At least I would forget it. So that helps. Number six. Anything we should be aware of when prophesying? Yes. If I have prophetic powers but have not love, I'm nothing. So you've got two chapters in the Bible that speak more about prophecy than any other chapters. Chapter 12 and chapter 14. All the chapters back here are 20 or 30 or 40 verses. All the chapters here the same length. Tucked in chapter 13, a little chapter with just a few verses, about nine verses. Fairly important. He ends chapter 13 by saying, and I will show you a still more excellent way. Now, he's not saying excellent, more excellent than prophesying, but a way to prophesy more excellently. If you have love for someone, then you're wanting to help that person however you can. And if you can share something with them that may warn them about a future incident or that can help them, when I get done, I'd like any of you that have examples of that where you've given someone a word and it really encouraged them, really helped them, it warned them about a future situation I will show you a still more excellent way, and that's the way of love. So if I'm wanting to 
upbuild, encourage, console. I'm loving that person. And one way to love them in a specific way is to give them a word that we have heard from our Father that can help them. Help get them out of trouble. Help release something of, of value. I've mentored, as you know, a lot of young people. Sometimes I've said something like this, marriage is close at hand for you. Be looking. It's going to happen soon. So keep your eyes open. Because God's going God's to uh, help you step over into that area. So number seven, many have the gift of prophecy. Fewer have the calling as a prophet. I prophesy. Am I a prophet? The answer is no. There are those who are called to a prophetic role. Graham uh, Cook, he, he was a prophet. And what a prophet does is more than prophesy. In fact, I seldom heard him prophesy. But he was, he was building the gift. He was helping us to understand the gift and how to use the gift in a variety of settings. And so a person who is a prophet, <clears throat> and I, I don't know, do we have anybody here that sees themselves? Or any, anybody who, who feels like they're called to be that prophetic role? So I am, uh, he says, apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds. That's what I am. I have a calling to be a shepherd and then teacher. So, so we have different callings in the body of Christ to exercise leadership in various capacities. Number eight, tongues and prophecy work well together. If speaking in tongues builds me up and prophecy builds them up, the more I speak in tongues, the more prepared I'll be to prophesy. Do I hear an amen? Yes. So pro speaking in tongues is a wonderful thing to do. You know when I do it? I do a lot of yard work for myself and for my kids. I like to speak in tongues because that's time that I can use or my mind is, my hands are occupied with something else, and I can show up. I'm building myself up. Hey, how much do you want to be built up, brothers and sisters? You want to be built up for five minutes a day? Go for it. How about an hour a day? How about an exercise for an hour a day? That's building you up. It's building up your spirit. I sometimes apologize to the Lord. God, I've worked out here for an hour and I haven't said any, I haven't been speaking in tongues. I'm sorry. I wasted that time when I could have been using it in a more valuable way to build up my spirit. So help me, people. Remind me. We need to speak in tongues in the car when we're alone. What? That's, that's your time? Okay. And when I drive, uh -huh, and when I drive, yeah. okay, yeah, we do it together. It's it's fun, fun to do it. Yeah, we did it on the way here today, didn't we? Okay. Number nine, or wherever we are, wherever I am, 
Paul, the greatest of all apostles, strongly urged the exercise of spiritual gifts and especially prophesy. He wrote, now I want you all to speak in tongues, which suggests that it's available to all, but even more to prophesy. So do you know what the point is of this message? It's to encourage more prophecy in our midst. If you're new to this, step in and begin to pray for it, begin to learn. Number 10, prophecy can even be used powerfully with unbelievers because of its revelatory. That means it, it opens something up. So Paul says, if all prophesy and an unbeliever outsider enters, he hears these words. He's convicted. He's called to account. The secrets of his heart are disclosed. And so falling on his face, he will worship God and declare that God is really among you. May we heed the spirit who is beckoning us to take this gift off the table and use it. So what I'd like us to do is to get in groups. We don't have a large group here today, but we're going to get in small groups of maybe three, by, at the most four. You can get in a group of two if you want. And the purpose will be, if you're okay with this, you don't have to, no one has to do it, but I would like you to talk briefly together and then say, okay, let's give it a try. And when I say give it a try, then what you would do is you'd sit down, you're already sitting, and, and you just quiet your heart, and I'd, I'd be thinking of something. I'd, I'd have Rafiq in mind, and I'd be thinking, God, you have a word for Rafiq. And I'd wait for some image to come. Some of you have done this before. You know what I'm talking about. I'd wait for an image. I'd wait for a thought. I'd wait for some kind of revelation. And I'd begin to put that up to light. I'd say, you have anything about this? Anything you want to say about it? And then I'd go for it. And I wouldn't say, thus saith the Lord. I'd say, you know, I, I think I may have something for you. You want to be gentle when you, when you bring it. I think I, I've got something here that may be a help to you. And then I give it. And I let them. If I've had a couple times where people have said, no, that's okay with me. If, if they don't choose it, it, it didn't affect my, you know, my day. It may affect theirs. But uh, so we're gentle, we're positive, we're affirming. <clears throat> we do this <coughs> personally. We're, we're wanting to compliment others. We're wanting to affirm others. But then in prophecy, we take it to a new level. Okay? So at this point now, the sermon's over. <laughs> Here endeth the sermon. Now I want you, can you say something? Um, Should we let her say something? I remember a friend of mine, and when she was talking about, and she's a, a, a prophetic type, she said, you know, first the natural, then the spiritual. And I, I thought, what? Well, when I thought about that, this is what the Lord does for us. He gives us, even in nature, Something happens and we're reminded, or we say, oh, Lord, what, are you saying something here? <laughs> and, you know, it might be just, just the nature. But when we're talking to somebody, 
that's what I've found anyway, yeah. that uh, in the natural, you want to maybe encourage them because of something you know. But then again, uh, through that, the Lord can give you something more to say to encourage them. Just, just a little. Good, honey. Thank you. Anybody else want to share anything? Anybody want to? Okay. I suggest you and Rafiq, you, you connect, okay? Uh, how about you go back and you meet with Isaiah, and you're gonna, you two guys are going to give this a try. Sound good to you? There he is. Okay. Ruth, here, here you've got uh, uh, yeah, Janice. And uh, how are we doing? Okay, we're getting there. So, Luann, you find somebody back in there, maybe uh, Naomi. And you got two Naomi's. You could, you could take them both if you want. Kent and you and Rod, you want to you uh, sit together there and talk about it? And you can talk about it first, but then at some point give it a try and see how it goes. <laughs> 